Thank you for tuning in to Belmont Buzz. I'm Joanna Juvelis, your host. And I am basically like the Belmont Bee. I fly around Belmont getting the news. I try not to sting people. <laughs> anyway, today's guest, actually, we have a very special guest with us today. She won the town election. Cassandra Page won the housing authority seat. She is a newcomer. She ran against incumbent Thomasina Olson. She, she won five out of the eight precincts, 384 votes, about 54% of the voters. She's lived in Belmont all her life. She's a tenant of Belmont Village, which is one of the properties managed by the Belmont Housing Authority, and she is a mother of three. I want to welcome you, Cassandra. Thank you. Glad to be here. Yes, and also also joining us is her campaign manager, Cabell Eames. I want to welcome you, Cabell. I'm going to talk to both of you today, but first I want to start with Cassandra. I want to talk to you about how you felt election night because I'm sure you, weren't, you told me before this that you were not expecting to win. So tell everybody how you felt. Oh, when overwhelmed. You how did you learn that you won? Um, so actually, I went back with a group of my supporters, my team, um, to the Beach Street Center, which happened to be the home of my precinct okay. and my opponents. Um, and we waited there patiently. Um, we had people at each precinct reporting back to us. Mm -hmm. um, and it was coming in pretty quick. Uh, we got the results and I started seeing the numbers and I, I just couldn't even breathe anymore. I was like, oh my gosh, what is this? Oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And I'm like looking and somebody's sitting there tracking it and we're going down like the clipboard and I'm like, oh my gosh, that's by a lot. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Oh, I lost that precinct? Oh, only by five votes? And I was like, oh my God. And somebody came over to me and was like, you realize that even if you lost the rest of the precincts, you have this. And I'm like, no way, no way. And I started like running to the faucet, getting more water because like, I just couldn't breathe. I was mm -hmm. so overwhelmed because I was in shock. I, there was no way when I started this that I would have ever thought that I would have gotten to this point. Why? Why didn't you think you had a chance of winning? Because living in the village, there's always been this negative outlook from other people in town. You know, as a kid, people's parents didn't want their kids coming down there because um, they thought it was a really bad place. They didn't understand that it actually was a wonderful place that had people that just didn't have the income that other residents in town had. And, you know, we we worked really hard on this campaign. Um, and when I started it and through most of it, um, I didn't really have any help or support except for 
a few very, very close friends behind the scenes that were kind of like, I'd be like, what does this mean? Like, what do they mean I have to go do this? Like, what, what is that? They just told me I had to get signatures. Like, um, and at that point they were like, okay, well, they don't tell you all of it up front, but you'll learn it along the way. And I was, and they explained to me that, um, not only was I getting signatures, but then I needed to learn how to get out the vote. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, let's figure that one out. Um, and I, I got really interested in other things that were going around in like in the town. I wanted to know, you know, what else is connected to the housing authority because it can't just be one place. So right. I started going to all different board meetings um, for various different things and picking up information and realizing just how intertwining all of these different committees really are. All of a sudden I went from having minimal political background to learning the ins and outs um, in a very short period of time. Until I started getting more of the recognition, I didn't think anybody cared about the issues. I didn't think anybody cared to have a tenant. I thought everybody wanted the person they knew um, who had the experience. Um, Which and was I, Thomasina. Yeah. It was Thomasina. Um, and I didn't think I had the experience until someone pointed out, what do you mean? You've lived this. This is your experience. It's your life experience. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yeah, but I don't have the political background. And they said, that doesn't matter. Nobody can be closer to this than you. And I said, you know what, you're right. And I slowly started to believe over time that, you know, this was worth it. And that's why I kept in it. As much as I was nervous and all the things that were going on, like, it was, it was crazy because for years, uh, due to domestic violence, my address was impounded. Um, okay. I wasn't able, I wasn't able to vote in the same way that other people were because I had to go through extra hoops um, to prove that I was a resident because I had had my address impounded. And if I didn't did have mm -hmm. the people behind me that were supporting me, that were trying to raise that confidence again, mm -hmm. I don't think I would have stayed in the race because I doubted myself. I want to talk about your relationship with Cavill and how you met She's and amazing. how she became your campaign manager and how you think she may have helped you. So St. Patrick's Day all over again? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean... For me, when I found out that a tenant was running, that was a game changer for me. I have a history of dealing with affordable housing. My mother was in affordable housing mm -hmm. um, and was having some challenging situations with um, her board and the people that were living there as well. Mm -hmm. So for 20 years, I was her advocate, and it mm -hmm. was very, very hard. And so I thought, you know, if, if there was somebody on here that really understood in this board where my mother lived that she wouldn't be having the same challenges that she had. So when I found out that Cassandra was running, I absolutely had to get involved because I knew that it would be a game changer for the tenants and that it was the right thing to have her on why, that board as well. Why do you think it took so long to get a tenant on the board? And I know it's all, it's, they might even make it a law. Well, it should be a law. Mm -hmm. and, and it will be a law because it's the right thing to do because it's the only way that things change and it's the only way that the people get the help that they need. Why is it taking so long? Because people that, well, I mean, first of all, right now in Massachusetts, we have a state rep that comes from affordable housing and that doesn't happen very often because mm -hmm. it's very hard to get out of it. Once you're in it, it's very hard to get out. And once you're living there as well, you know, generally you don't have the time to run a campaign. A campaign is 24 seven. It doesn't sleep. So, it's not it that you, you can't just say, you know what, I'm going I'm to run. And I, and I know this, I've been on campaigns for two decades. It's exhausting work. 
So the people just don't have the time and, and you know, they don't have the confidence either because they are shunned. And this is not just in Massachusetts, but it, this is a universal problem. So were you surprised that she won? No. <laughs> <laughs> not well, at all. What do you think helped her win? What do you, what do you think it was? Just the fact that she was a tenant? Or well, do you think I mean, it was, it's not so much that she's a tenant because it has to be a special type of tenant, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, it, it, it's about Cassandra and it was about the way that she was connecting to people. It was when she was going door to door, you know, I, we would have to pull her away from the door because she would just get so engaged with the person that she was speaking to. It was the authenticity that she brought to the race is why she won. It, it couldn't have been just any tenant. It, it, it was her and it's because she is special and it's because she does connect with people and she does care about people. So once that message got out there, People understood, and people went, and they voted for her. Well, let's talk about how has your life changed since election night? How has my life changed? Um, what have you been doing to prepare for that first housing authority meeting you had on April 22nd? <laughs> um, actually, the first thing that I did um, after swearing in at town hall because I took I took a couple days to kind of relax from all the that campaign stuff. That was very stuff. exciting, by the way. I was I witnessed that, and you had a lot of people oh, there with gosh. you. Yeah, it was, um, and that was honoring for me to to see that many um, people Your there supporting there. Mm -hmm. um, and validating me. Yeah, my mom drove about an hour and a half to get here to be here for that. So, and her fiance. Um, came from work, and I, I didn't know. know she was coming. And it was tax season for your, her fiancé. Yes. You said that. Yes, um, it was. <laughs> so, um, taking time off a day of work. <laughs> yeah, she did. Season. No, she really did, and I appreciate it. Um, there were a lot of people there. Um, two days after mm -hmm. um, being sworn in, I had gone to the executive director because I received a phone call back from Mass Union, which was a call I had put out um, about a month or so before. Mm -hmm. And I had a short conversation with somebody previously. They needed to get me some more information and then they finally got back to me. And they said, oh, did you still need information on the law around the tenant on the board? And I said, actually, um, I was elected onto the board. <laughs> and they were like, wow, that's amazing. Um, and we started talking and they were like, oh, well, there's a conference, you know, next weekend. Um, and yeah. we hold them twice a year and it's for tenants, you know, and they said, um, that's great. You can ask your executive director, um, if they can fund it. If not, we'd be happy to just have you here, mm -hmm. uh, which was great. And I went into the executive director and I said, this is what I'd like to do. And she said, um, okay, great. Um, at at which point we had set up um, two meetings. So one meeting was with um, the executive director, um, Jacqueline Martin, and the other person that was gonna be present at the first meeting was Chuck Laverty. He right. was the um, sitting chair at the yes. moment. Mm -hmm. um, just to kind of get started, go over some of the things that we're gonna need to do, some of the paperwork. Right. Um, so we, we scheduled that meeting, and then um, the next meeting I had to meet with another one of the board members um, that wanted to be put into contact with me, as well as um, the accountant. I had to sign a bunch of papers. Um, apparently I'm now a professional. <laughs> um, 
You've still, been busy. I'm still in shock. And, and you still have a toddler, right? Yes. Oh, yes. Full of energy. I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you do it. Um, coffee. Lots of coffee <laughs> because the boys will run me ragged. My daughter is very mellow, but the boys, their energy level is through the roof. Um, so I went to this conference and That's great. with Mass Union, and it was amazing. Um, I got to meet so many people there, and about 90% of the people that were there were residents. Um, they That's were all really from great. local tenant organizations. Um, they were, some of them actually were appointed to their boards. Really? Um, yeah. There are cities that I guess you can, because of the way the right. um, law was written, um, there was a lot more explanation on how to do an election process for a city. But okay. there wasn't really clarification on a town. Right. Yes. Um, so it it happens, and I was I was shocked to see that, and it was it was really cool. I got to talk to some people, and that I was got, good preparation for your first meeting. It was. I got to go over a ton of information. Um, I was able to speak with Jack Cooper, who is the head of Mass Union. Um, we had presentations from DHCD. Um, and we, we were able to talk about how can we get a local tenant organization in our town because oh. that was something that I felt was really important. Um, and a couple months ago, another resident had tried to start it. And really? Yeah. Um, yeah, very, very intelligent woman. Um, so is this one of your goals now? It is. Um, it's already in the works. Oh, good. So, Yeah. So that's really good. We couldn't get the we couldn't generate enough interest um, when this other resident tried to do it, um, and now I think people feel a little bit more comfortable. Yeah, I know you, that you've talked many times. Maybe Cabell, you might be familiar with this too about the the fear of retaliation. Tenants fearing retaliation. Is that that's a real that's a real thing. thing. It is. It it it's absolutely is. It's systemic. It's been going on for years. It's not just here. But maybe now that a tenant is on the board, exactly, that fear will subside. Dissipate, yeah. Right, and I think that that was apparent at the board meeting just before the election, um, just by the amount of people that showed up. Um, I agree. I was there. <laughs> No, previous, the one oh, before the, previous, the election. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, but I was at your first meeting. You I were at my about first that, meeting. That experience. How was that experience? Where you actually they welcomed you to the board, and you were actually a board member. It was surreal. Honestly, it was. Um, you know, you walk into a room, and at first, it was just other board members and the executive director. And I was like, okay, do I belong here? <laughs> Apparently, I do, and I sat down at my seat and you know we started the first meetings we had two meetings that day we had to go through a um the reorganization right well yeah so we had our own election our own little mini election you actually became the assistant treasurer i did, <laughs> <How> did <that? laughs> um so there are five positions okay. for each one of the members um and you have to be nominated by another board member for oh. different positions who nominated you? I wasn't there for that. Oh my goodness! I believe it was Ann Mann. Okay, that's um, great. Yeah. So when I'm on the spot like that, I tend to forget what my own name is. Um, but do you know um, what you got yourself into? 
I do. Like, what are your what are we what does an assistant treasurer do? So I'm an assistant to Gloria, okay. and Gloria is a phenomenal woman who really knows her stuff. Um, she used to be a director for Cambridge Housing, and she did that for about 30 years. And you knew her before. Um, before, you know her before the, you became elected. Before the election, I met her while sitting on the other side of the table at the board meeting, but I didn't really get a chance to speak with her. So mm -hmm. I wouldn't say I knew her, like, in person, but I had met her. Um, and I got to see her take, and she's got a lot of information. She's, she's very smart. She's basically been on both sides. She wasn't a tenant, but she was a staff member, you know, and now she's on a board. Yes. And mm -hmm. she really has a good grip on the financial aspects and the stuff that goes in. So you'll learn to a lot from her running the budget. Um, so I'm going to let her keep the reins and guide me and teach me, and I will help her in any way that she needs me to help her. Do you Just, have goals for the the five year period that you'll be on the board? Um, I wouldn't say that I have a five year plan. I would say that I have about a six month plan that I then. Really? want to oversee throughout the next five years, maybe 10. Um, I haven't decided if I'm going to continue after that or not. I need to maybe go through a couple months before I make <laughs> that decision. Um, but if you ask me right now, I would say that I'm not going anywhere. Um, we're, there's a lot of things that have, that have started already. Um, like I said, I spoke with Mass Union at that conference. I also put another phone call into them. Um, to have them come out and meet with residents to explain what a board is, uh, for not a, not the Belmont Housing Authority board, but yeah. the local tenant has their own board as well. Mm -hmm. um, so they're going to explain what the local tenant organization is and what being a member of that board would be like, and explain those good. responsibilities. Yes. Um, and then hopefully we can hold a vote and have people interested. I've got people interested in wanting to go to the meeting. At least, that would and be I've a got big accomplishment. It really is, and there's at least two people that have agreed to take on a position. Um, so I'm gonna try to get that set up in the next week or so, um, and then hopefully we can get the tenant organization off the grounds. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if I'm allowed to be on it now that I'm on the board. I don't know if it would be a conflict yeah, of interest. That you're going to have to find so out, I'm learn gonna, as you go. Yeah, I'm going to figure that out, um, but I'm, I'm at least trying to push them in the right direction and get people interested, and it seems like they are. So now I'm waiting on Mass Union. They're going to come out. They're going to help us. You have to write bylaws. Um, you have to write a memorandum of understanding, and then you need to pick your board, like your board members. Yeah. Um, but that would open it up for us to access the money that is allotted through the housing authority for the tenant organization. Oh, good. Mm -hmm. um, I know this money's an issue. There's never enough money. There, there isn't. Um, and this is something that is put into the budget that is for the local tenant organization only. Um, and it helps to pay for mailings and, um, you know, mm -hmm. newsletters and stuff mm -hmm. like that, which, by the way, um, a resident had offered it about a year ago. Um, really? Yeah, so especially with all the changes that we were going through, um, we have, between maintenance and administrative staff, there is only two people left. Um, two out familiar of, faces. There's only two familiar faces mm -hmm. out of 
right now we have six or seven um, because we have added some part-time positions in the office. Um, we're short maintenance men at the moment. Um, we had somebody who had been there for 31 years retire. Mm -hmm. um, so we lost a lot of people, um, which, which can be unsettling um, when you're sitting on the other end of it because you don't know what's coming next. You know, it's that fear of the unknown. That's right. Um, and I, there was always an issue with people going to the board meetings. There would only be like one or two okay. people comfortable. Yeah. Why um, do you think that is? Well, because residents felt, for one, they felt that if they went and they voiced any kind of concern that they might have a negative outlook on them from the staff. Mm -hmm. um, but more so, they were very scared that residents, other tenants, were going to target them for anything that went wrong any change that came about. Oh, um, I see. Yeah. They thought that it was a tattletailing session, and, and it's not. I mean, you can voice your concerns, but the way it's supposed to be done is as a whole. Um, you're not supposed to go in and target other residents, and that's not typically what happens either. Yeah. I'm not saying that maybe somewhere down the line it might have happened, but that's not what it was ever about. Um, and. That's why I felt that it was really important when I started going during my campaign that other residents came as well so that they could really see what it was about and, you know, mm -hmm. learn that they do have a space during that meeting, a time that is allotted to tenant and public concern. Um, so let's talk about the first meeting. Oh. And because I, I couldn't stay for the whole thing. I had to leave very early on, but I... I heard a tenant voicing her concerns to to the executive director and the board, and it was there was a lot of back and forth. There was a lot of tension. There was a lot of emotions too. Um, there was a so lot of emotions. Tell, tell me what I missed, Cassandra. <laughs> what did you miss? Um, and how so, did it all like? What's going to happen next? Because there was a lot of back and forth. There was a lot of tension. Tenant was saying one thing. Executive director was saying another. How can we? resolve these issues. Are you, are you going to so you think you'll be able to help with that? So that's the goal. It's going to be, you know, a big change for me mm -hmm. and finding out where that fine line is because I am still a tenant and I am going to have my own tenant concerns and I, with my own unit or right, with, that's true. Um, mm -hmm. but I also need to do you, do make you, it clear that yes, I'm there for you. This is why I'm here. Do you feel, I know you have support from your fellow tenants. Do you feel like the staff is supportive of you and your fellow board members? Like, how do you feel? I stepped up to help the residents, but that I also understand my role as a board member mm -hmm. and that I do need to help with the policies and I'm gonna have to make decisions that might affect us as a whole. At the end of the day, what will end up happening once we get over this hump, because it's going to be an adjustment period, sure. once we get over this, what's going to happen is if I get this tenant association going, it's going to alleviate some of the people coming in with the mass complaints. So if there's an entire group of people that are coming in and they're complaining that um, there's a communication problem, which was the big topic of discussion I the could, other night. That's what I sensed. There's definitely a communication problem. How was, are we going to fix that? Can, can they change the process? Well, this whole process of work orders and they I mean, already have. 
So mm -hmm. the, the old policy, the guidelines, the DHCD guidelines, um, was that if maintenance was in your home, they were supposed to leave you a note if you weren't home. Um, under the old management, things like that weren't enforced. I see. Um, and the residents were complaining that either work orders weren't getting done or they weren't satisfactory or there was still an ongoing issue. So now what Jacqueline has done, which is amazing, is she's implemented a new work system okay. where when they go into your house, we get the letter first within okay. 48 hours. They have 48 Good. hours to come into the unit after you've called. Um, they would come in. They need to give you notice unless it's an emergency or unless you've opened a work order. But they're coming in with a piece of paper. And that paper has the initial complaint that you put in, the time that you put it in, the date that you put it in. And at the end, you now have to sign it and state whether or not it was completed. Okay. Um, and then if it's not, it would go back to the executive director so that she's made aware of the problem so that she can take it to the next step. Um, this was something that wasn't happening before. So maintenance was coming in and they were doing their job, but there's also financial restraints that people don't realize are there. Okay, you know, so you have to like you, educate people about yes, this. Um, you can't just say, oh, I called in and my, my sink was leaking and I want an entire new plumbing system throughout the whole house. And it's like, no, we can't do that. We're gonna fix the leak, replace the faucet if need be, and it's right. going to stop but there. I, well, I have, I have a question for Carol. Now that your candidate won, mm -hmm. what are your hopes for Cassandra? Well, my hopes for her is that she um, gets more comfortable uh, in her power, that she steps into her power, and that she owns her power. And gets more comfortable sitting on set because I'm rambling. I'm so <laughs> no, nervous. No, no, but just just that you understand. I, I just want. I want to. I, I, there's so much. There's so many wonderful things about you that a lot of people see. And oh. so for me, I you know, it's I, I'm all about you kind of stepping into that and and owning it and thinking long term about running for another seat. Oh yeah, where are we going? I would, I would like to see, I would like to see you making these kinds of decisions at a state level. Oh wow! Isn't that that's good an honor? <laughs> I, I do, I do. Nerve wracking. The knowledge but an honor. that you, the knowledge that you have is, is very needed, and people like you don't end up in state legislator because um, they don't have the time to get the knowledge. So this is a gift, I think, for you to be able to get this. But I, I would like to see you be able to advocate for the state, not just for your own area. Wow. That's really great. We're all going to make it through this. Um, you know, there, there are definitely some difficult um, challenges ahead. Um, but um, there is a program that I looked into. It is the Empath program. And I reached out to another housing authority that um, was using the company. So Empath is the company. Um, and they run a bunch of different programs, one of which is a mobile mentoring program. And it, it was a five-year, come to find out, after I did my research, it was a, because I was like, wow, wait, I want this in Belmont. Like, this is exactly what I was talking about throughout my campaign was how do we get people in yeah. a position yeah. to get out positively? Mm -hmm. Not running away because they were scared or they didn't like all the changes or they didn't like something. 
um, not waiting until their kids were grown and out of the house till they could really afford something, but to be able to get out in a positive way without being there for an entire life, like their whole life, because right. there the are people, right? Pathway, yeah. I would, like, even halfway would be great, or even just educating our children and teaching them that, like, this is not a safety net that you need. This is not mm-hmm. something you need to fall back on. This is what worked for me, but this doesn't have to be you. And teach them how to go out, get proper jobs, hold a job for a long period of time, and advocate for the advocate for themselves and know how to how do you apply for a lease? How do you apply for a loan? How do you buy a house? Mm-hmm. You know, how do you how do you balance move, a checkbook? How do you balance a checkbook <laughs> is a huge yeah. one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> these these little things um, that you think parents just know and can teach their children. Some of us do, and some of us don't. Um, especially when you're not provided with the tools to do so. You're right. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of parents that live in the low-income housing are single-parent homes mm-hmm. who have been dealing with the same things for generations. You know, maybe their their mother or father was a single parent, and you just don't have enough time in the day to do those extra things because you're so worried about making sure that your kids are fed, dressed, clothed, um, they have a roof over their head, and you're struggling to pay the bills. So, and you want to make sure above all that they're loved. And other than that, you don't have time to stop and say, or money even, to send them somewhere to mm-hmm. learn these things. That's true. And I want mm-hmm. there to be those programs. Those were some of the things I was talking about through the campaign. And when I, a friend of ours, actually a mutual friend of ours, um, had said, did you see this you know, video and yeah, yeah. we were like, yeah, yeah. wait, and I'm like, hold on, I'm looking. <laughs> and I'm looking at it and I'm, I, I recognized um, one of the people in the video actually. Um, so I reached out to that person and I said, how did you get that there? Because this is exactly what I want in my town. I want to teach the residents this stuff. This is what I want. And they said, um, well, unfortunately, it's very costly. Um, it was a pilot program uh, that I believe DHCD was funding. Oh, okay. Um, but that's ending in September. But they were able to inform me that they had about 20 residents who lived in low-income housing that started this training program. And 13 of them are graduating. Really? Um, with a lot of background and knowledge. And I'm like, wow, we need this. Um, Definitely. I'm mm-hmm. going to be meeting with him, and I want to invite the executive director to come with us. That's excellent, Sandra. Um, So that we can get some more information because even if that program is ending and that agency can't take it on with the rates that DHCD was getting, um, there might be other ways to do it. Mm -hmm. And I I really want to see more Mm -hmm. and and see what effect it really had so that I know that if we do start to do something like that here, um, that it's got a really positive outlook Mm -hmm. because that's the most important Mm -hmm. thing is making sure people are learning. so we've got that. We've got the local tenant association. Um, that should be happening in the next week or two, at least getting the ball rolling on that. Um, Mass Union has been extremely generous. They are they are willing to come out and sit down and really help us mm-hmm. go through and figure out the steps. And this might sound like a bit of a reach, um, but the goal with um, 
the local tenant organization is not just to have a, a tenant organization that is going to be able to take that pressure off of Jackie and allow for one person to go in and say, this is what's going on at the board meeting. Um, this is how we, this is how we're going to function or this is what residents as a whole are saying we'd like to see next. It'll be one person as opposed to an entire room of people and it will remove that tension. You mm -hmm. guys just got to bear with me. Everybody's going to have to bear with me because it's going to be hard at first. Um, right now, I think people all of a sudden are like, oh my gosh, we're so comfortable. Now we yeah. can go to the yeah. meetings and yeah. then they start doing, you know, and it, it becomes stressful tension. How often does the housing tension. authority meet? It's once a month. Okay. Well, I'm going to try to come to the next meeting that would be and great. keep people informed. Do you, do you have any advice you'd like to Absolutely. share, Sandra? Um, well, I just, I think, um, you know, just kind of keeping your eye on the ball and know that there, this is um, so much bigger, I guess, than what you want to do. And so, you know, sometimes everything else around you is just white noise. There's a goal to attain. And we're going to get there. And you're going to get there. We're going to get there. We're going to get there. It's not just me. Um, it's the tenants that live there and there. You it's and your the tenants, people. Yeah. You guys are going to get there. It's the people in this town that carried me through to the end. Well, I, I want to yeah. thank everyone for tuning in. I want to thank you both for coming on the show, and I want you back in six months to talk about where things are at, and I wish you all the best, Sandra. I wish you all the best. If you ever need anything, just, just let me know. Thank you. And I thanks again, that. everyone.